Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 138 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the massive NBA blockbuster trade that went down this week. James Harden has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets after demanding out of Houston after eight plus seasons with the franchise. James Harden is a member of the Brooklyn Nets where he's going to reunite with his former OKC Thunder teammate Kevin Durant and he's going to play with Kyrie Irving. Presumably Kyrie Irving's been missing for a while but those three players are going to form a big three. And this trade not only sends Harden to Brooklyn but the move is a four-team trade that also sends Victor Oladipo to the Houston Rockets. Oladipo has not been happy with the Pacers since he got injured last season. It also sends Brooklyn Nets guard Karis LeVert to the Indiana Pacers. LeVert was the sixth man for the Brooklyn Nets and it also sends big man Jarrett Allen to the Cleveland Cavaliers and Houston will end up getting four first round draft picks in this trade. So Houston's future looks pretty good and they also have not a very bad basketball team. They have Christian Wood who might be the NBA's most improved player at the end of this season. They have DeMarcus Cousins if he can go back to being at least as half as good as he was with the Pelicans and the Kings. You also have John Wall. I don't know what his future is going to look like in Houston and now you have Victor Oladipo. So the Houston Rockets might be decimated when it comes to winning a championship, but they might still be able to make the playoffs. They don't have a terrible roster moving forward. And from the Brooklyn Nets point of view, why did they pull off this trade? It's because of sheer desperation. They start off this season guns a-blazing. Kyrie and Kevin Durant both look like top 10 players. And then things started to go awry. Spencer Dinwiddie was lost for the season. They're starting shooting guard who averages up to 20 points per game and now all the confusion of what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Why is he not with the basketball team? It's being reported today that he's going to return to the team on Saturday but Kyrie Irving is the biggest wild card when it comes to the future of the Brooklyn Nets. So I think all of that combined forced their hands to trade for James Harden. James Harden is a lot of things. A bad defender, maybe not a great teammate if you believe everything you here in Houston, but one thing he is is somebody who shows up and plays the game of basketball consistently. We don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving moving forward. He could come back and play 10 games and then miss 30. He is a complete wild card. You cannot bank on Kyrie Irving to be there for you as a franchise day in and day out. So you acquire a guy like James Harden, who at the very least is going to show up every game and score 25 to 30 30 points a night. Again, say what you will about James Harden, but he is one of the best offensive players I've ever seen play the game of basketball. He gets to the line at an enormous rate. He's going to score baskets and he's going to score points. Maybe not as efficiently as you would, one would want. And again, in the postseason, time and time again, he has not come up clutch, but I still think he's a valuable asset to have on a team, especially now that he's going to be number two to Kevin Durant, who is a way more efficient scorer. You're not asking James Harden to be your best player. You're asking him to be Robin to Kevin Durant's Batman. And somewhere in there, you're hoping Kyrie Irving is part of the mix. That's what you're hoping for at this point. You can only hope Kyrie Irving has to be extra to your championship 
play. He cannot be the thing that you depend on. You can no longer rely on Kyrie Irving to be a consistent presence on the Brooklyn Nets. Even if he returns to them this Saturday, you cannot rely on Kyrie Irving to be a huge part of your team. You can only hope that he's a big part of your team. You can no longer rely on that. So that's why I think the Brooklyn Nets needed to make this move over teams like the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons might not be a championship duo, but at least Ben Simmons is not a question mark. You know he's going to be there. Joel Embiid, you know he's going to be there. With the Nets, you don't even know if Kyrie Irving is going to be willing to play basketball for you on a consistent basis. So of course, they had to make this trade. They don't have Spencer Dinwiddie. Kyrie Irving is the biggest wild card in basketball right now. That's why this move was made out of sheer desperation. I do want to point out what the Nets are giving up by acquiring all these superstars. Just a few years ago, they were a young team on the rise. They had a really good head coach in Kenny Atkinson, and they had young star players who were only going to get better. They had D'Angelo Russell, who became an all-star out of nowhere after the Lakers gave up on him. They had Jared Allen, one of the few big men who fit in today's NBA. I really like Jared Allen. He's a good shot blocker. He could probably rebound the ball more. He's not a great offensive player, but he's a nice piece to have on a competitive team. And they also are now giving up on Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert is that type of player who at any given night can score 20 points on the floor. I think they are giving up on players that have promise for guys who we've already seen the best of. I'm just here to point that out. I already know what Kyrie Irving's ceiling is. I already know what Kevin Durant's ceiling is. I already know what James Harden's ceiling is. And yes, they are by far superstar players who can win championships. Two of them already have in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They are superstars. They get people to watch your games. They make you a famous team. We're all talking about the Brooklyn Nets, but the promise of the Nets is gone. Being that young upstart team, it's all gone. There's no D'Angelo Russell. There's no Kenny Atkinson. There's no Jared Allen. And there's no Karis LeVert. And there's another world where the Nets keep all of those players and gradually build up to a team that makes it to an Eastern Conference Finals. Now they are just thrown all of that out of the way and their future is gone and they are now stuck in the present where all of this has to work immediately. That's the pressure the Nets are in right now. That's the pressure that's on Steve Nash right now. He doesn't get to be that young, exciting team that comes out of nowhere. He has to win a championship in the next year or two or this is going to be looked at as a gigantic failure. All the pressure is on Steve Nash because he has Kevin Durant, because he has Kyrie Irving, because he has James Harden, and we really don't know if these three players have any chemistry whatsoever. I mean, worst case scenario is this ends up being what happened to the Knicks when they traded for Carmelo Anthony. Do we remember what the Knicks gave up for Carmelo Anthony? They gave up Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Timothy Mozgov, Raymond Felton. They gave up all their depth for a star player, and they gave up a lot of future assets too in first round draft picks for Carmelo 
Anthony. That trade did not end up working out for the New York Knicks. Yes, Carmelo Anthony got a lot of people excited in Knicks basketball. And at one point, you had Carmelo, you had Amare Stoudemire, and you had Jeremy Lin come out of nowhere. And they were an exciting team to watch. But they gave up their future for the present, and they didn't end up becoming a title-contending basketball team. And I look at that trade as a failure for the Knicks. They should have kept those young players and build their core up and become a gradually better basketball team. But instead, they mortgage their future and try to win right now. I don't think that is working in basketball right now. I don't think mortgaging your future is helping teams win right now. The Golden State Warriors, yes, they came out of nowhere and won championships, but they gradually built to become a good basketball team. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were developed into star players before they got Kevin Durant. Remember they won a championship with that core before Kevin Durant even showed up? Yes, there have been examples of teams that just win all of a sudden, like the Miami Heat when they came up with LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. And the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, yes, there are teams that can mortgage their future. The Lakers gave up on a lot of young pieces. They gave up on Lonzo Ball. They gave up on D'Angelo Russell. They gave up on Brandon Ingram. And yes, it ended up with them winning a title. So I can look back at those moves and say that was a success. My issue is I don't think these players necessarily in Harden, in Irving, and Durant are worth giving up on all those younger pieces because so far it's only leading to controversy and it might not lead to NBA championships. I still don't think the Nets are better than the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't even know if they're better than the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, or the Philadelphia 76ers. They are the talk of the town, but I don't know if they are legitimate title contenders, and that's a huge issue. And another thing that no one's really talking about, seeing this all play out only makes me question why Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors even more. Why did you leave the Golden State Warriors if it was to become the man on your own team? That certainly isn't what's happening with the Brooklyn Nets, as now you are on a team with Kyrie Irving and James Harden, who is making everything about them. This entire season has been about Kyrie Irving's action and James Harden's play. It's all been about them. So if Kevin Durant really went to a basketball team to become the man, that is not happening with the Brooklyn Nets. And if Kevin Durant's biggest issue with the Golden State Warriors was Draymond Green was on the team, then certainly I would imagine the Golden State Warriors would have picked Kevin Durant over Draymond Green. So Durant probably should have just signed with the Warriors and shipped Draymond Green away. Now maybe Kevin Durant was not getting along with Steve Kerr. I understand that. I've heard reports about that, that maybe Kevin Durant and Steve Kerr did not have the best relationship. But out of the two situations, I think Durant going back to the Golden State Warriors would have been a way better move than what's ended up happening with the Brooklyn Nets. Because if Kevin Durant ends up winning a championship with the Brooklyn Nets, I will still not say he's the biggest reason why that's happening. He needs star players to win championships. He clearly needs Kyrie, and now he clearly needs James Harden. So how is this really affecting how I look 
look at Kevin Durant. I look at Kevin Durant as one of the best players in the NBA who wins championships when he's playing with other top tier talent. He is not proving to me or anyone else that he can win championships on his own. And a lot of people are bringing up the fact that Durant and Harden played together in OKC. Well, how did that work when Harden reteamed with Russell Westbrook last year in Houston? That didn't work at all. Just because you have a history with a player eight years ago does not mean you are going to become a dynamic duo today. That is just not how things work. All that being said, there is a clear path for the Brooklyn Nets to become a title contending team, and that's if these three players truly become a big three, because that's what other teams are missing. We are now in the NBA era of the duo. You have Giannis and Middleton in Milwaukee. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis in LA. You have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo in Miami. There is no big three in the NBA right now. You have Paul George and Kawhi with the Clippers. You have a bunch of teams with great duos, but you do not have a big three. And Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving have a possibility of forming one. They are three of the top 20 players on the planet right now. If they can form chemistry, if they can put their egos aside, Kyrie Irving, and they can come together and form a big three, then yes, they become instant contenders. It doesn't matter about their depth. It doesn't matter about all those younger players lost. If they become a cohesive unit together, I just don't have faith in that happening. And one of my biggest issues with them as a big three is none of them play defense great. None of them are great defenders. Kevin Durant was able to play great defense on the Golden State Warriors because he was around other great defenders. You're now seeing that happen with Andrew Wiggins in the Warriors. Somehow bad defenders go to the Warriors and end up playing great defense. That doesn't mean they are now great defenders. I think Kevin Durant is a good defender. I think Kyrie Irving is a bad defender. I think James Harden is a bad defender. And you just got rid of Jared Allen, who might have been the best defensive player on the net. And you're now relying on an aging DeAndre Jordan to be your best defensive big on the net. DeAndre Jordan is not the guy on the LA Clippers who could get you 15 rebounds a night. He's no longer that guy. So now you are a way older team now too. I just think the best guards in basketball are going to scorch this team because Harden and Irving are not going to be able to stop anyone on the floor. The big threes that have had success recently have been teams that at least one of them have been great defenders. Kevin Garnett went to the Boston Celtics and won Defensive Player of the Year. When the Heat got LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, LeBron was a great defender. He played defense throughout the 48 minutes. This Brooklyn Nets team is missing a great defender. Kevin Durant might be one of the best scorers of all time. Kyrie Irving is a great offensive player. James Harden is one of the best offensive players ever. Joe Harris is a great three-point shooter, but this team is missing defense, and they are coached by Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni, two guys who are notorious for being part of great offensive teams that don't play defense. That's the path where I think this Brooklyn Nets team is headed. They don't have any great defenders. They're going to have to outscore teams 100 125 to 110 to win every night, and that's not going to lead to a championship. The last thing I want to talk about about this trade is the whole James Harden aspect, and a lot of people have pointed out that Harden did not look great in all of this, and that's clear. He didn't look great. You don't want to see star players who maybe younger players look up to act this way. That's fair to point out. James Harden was not the nicest guy on the way out the door of Houston, but let's stop 
acting like this is the first time ever we've seen an NBA star player act this way on his way out the door of leaving the team that made him famous. Obviously, Harden did not look great in all of this, but neither did Anthony Davis when he left the Pelicans. Remember how bad he acted, and we don't seem to care anymore because guess what? Anthony Davis has a championship. Paul George on his way out of Indiana, that wasn't great. He just all of a sudden woke up one day and was like, I don't want to be a pacer anymore. Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard had won a championship with the Spurs. He was being coached by arguably the best basketball coach of all time, and then all of a sudden, he didn't want to play for the Spurs, and he ended up being traded to the Raptors, and we hated him for a bit, but guess what? We don't seem to hate Kawhi Leonard anymore because he won a championship with the Toronto Raptors. Less than two seasons ago, Jimmy Butler was the talk of the town because of how badly he was acting with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We were all against Jimmy Butler, and then he gets to the NBA Finals with the Miami Heat, and nobody is talking about it anymore. They are talking about how Jimmy Butler is arguably a top 10 NBA player. And there are other examples. Dwight Howard with the Orlando Magic. That wasn't great. He was doing press conferences where he was openly mocking his head coach, Stan Van Gundy. And then you have the Carmelo Anthony example, where Carmelo Anthony had gone to a Western Conference Finals with the Denver Nuggets. They had done everything to appease him, and then he wanted out. We don't talk about those things when we talk about those players' legacies. We do with Dwight Howard, but all of those other examples, we've gotten over. It doesn't matter what they do in the moment. It's so easy to be like, I hate James Harden. I'm never going to like him again. But if he ends up winning a championship with the Brooklyn Nets, or he ends up going to the Eastern Conference Finals, nobody is going to care. They're going to talk about how great of a basketball player James Harden is, because it's all about the results. It's not about the leaving. It's about what ends up happening when they leave. If James Harden wins a championship, we're going to forget his playoff struggles. We're going to forget the fact that he was an indecent human when he left the Rockets, and we're going to remember him as a great basketball player, because that's what we do. We need to stop making a huge fuss over the fact that he left this team in disgrace, because at the end of the day, we never end up caring in the long term. We care about the results. This is how things work in the NBA, and until we stop rewarding these players by giving them what they want and sending them to contending teams, then this is what's end up going to happen time and time again. This is what's going to end up happening. A star player like James Harden is going to demand a trade. He's going to act in a poor behavior. He's going to be sent to that good team that he wants to be on and then he's going to look great again and then we're all going to forget about it. So we need to stop making this a big deal because again until we stop rewarding these players and until we actually remember how they acted in the moment it's not going to matter because at the end of the day we don't talk about how they acted after they win. We're no longer talking about the fact that Kawhi Leonard was a disgrace at his end with the Spurs. That Jimmy Butler was disgraceful with the Timberwolves. doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we think of them as right when they end up winning. So if James Harden wins a championship with the Brooklyn Nets, it doesn't matter that you think he was overweight. It doesn't matter that he doesn't play defense. It doesn't matter that he's not clutch. If he wins a championship, you're going to forget it all anyway. James Harden is not the first player to act this way to get out of a team, and he's not the last. He didn't create this method. It's been going on in the NBA for decades. 
decades now. This is how you act if you want to leave a team. And the guy did everything he could to tell the Rockets, I don't want to be there. He turned down $50 million a year. He wants to be on a contending team. There is something to be said about that, that James Harden seemingly cares about winning. Now, maybe he didn't care enough about it to win with the Rockets, but I think deep down, James Harden knows that my look on his legacy is not going to change at all unless he wins an NBA championship. And there's something about that that I kind of respect, that he wants to go with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and try to win a championship. He didn't go the best route to go to getting out of Houston. Clearly he didn't, but he's not the first person to do this and he won't be the last. So overall, I don't care your thoughts on how James Harden has acted throughout all of this because at the end of the day, I know that if he wins, it won't matter at all. Just remember that. Think about how you feel about James Harden right now, and if, if he ends up winning a championship, just remember that it won't matter because you won't remember it. You'll remember the fact that he is now an NBA championship, and you'll probably think of him as one of the best players in the NBA again. That's all I have to say on the matter, is that the fact that James Harden acted badly to get out of Houston, it doesn't matter at all. If he ends up winning a championship with Duran and Kyrie, it doesn't matter. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe.